0: Welcome back to Vector AI, your podcast series on machine learning and AI applications. This is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of artificial intelligence. And we are excited to have you all here with us today. In today's episode, we'll be diving into the topic of data labeling operations in the context of AI and how it contributes to the transparency of AI models. So in today's episode, we are trying to have the host of Extra AI podcast, and he's also an expert in the field of AI, along with our special guest, Audrey Smith, the CEO of Ever Twist, a company specializing in the data labeling and annotations. So as you all know, data labeling operations form a crucial aspect of the AI development process, as it involves annotating data to make it more understandable for machines, which is then used to train these different AI models. This process is very vital in ensuring that AI systems can make accurate predictions and decisions as well. Audrey has a wealth of experience in data labeling and is an expert in the field of AI. She comes from the background of data privacy. So, together at with Hardly, our host Ragubadha they will be discussing the importance of data labeling operations in the context of AI, the challenges that come with it, and how it contributes to the transparency of AI models. They'll also explore on how data labeling operations can help us understand how AI models make decisions and the ethical implications of decisions. As we all know, or to some extent you might know that, these data labeling operations are very critical in the development of AI models. It involves the process of annotating data with specific labels or tags, which are then used to train AI models. This process ultimately helps machines to identify patterns and make accurate predictions. Therefore, understanding the importance of data labeling operations is essential For the development of effective and transparent AI models. So sit back, relax, and join our fascinating journey into the world of data labeling operations in the context of AI. And as always, you will get more information at the end of the podcast.
1: all right uh, welcome back to extra ai our podcast series on machine learning and uh, ai applications and today i have a guest audrey smith today the topic is that we are going to discuss is about data labeling ops in the context of ai so i welcome you on board uh, audrey welcome on board thank you
2: very good thank you for having me
1: So a a little bit, a quick background about Audrey. Audrey Audrey Smith is a Chief Operating Officer at ML Twist, a platform that builds automated AI data pipelines at the click of a button. She has led AI data labeling operations for the past eight years at different companies like Google, Amazon, and Labelbox. Audrey has deployed data labeling pipelines across text, image, audio, and video in a dozen different verticals she also co-launched the data ops for ai community and mentors within the data labeling operations industry so i'm really excited to have you on board uh, audrey so just like how we do in our uh, podcast to ease our uh, <clears throat> audience into the podcast conversations i start with a teaser question uh, so these are these are generally i put it in different ways but let me put it in a little different way Maybe uh, can you tell uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you are connected to AI, specifically ML or data or labeling?
2: Absolutely. So um, I'm actually like a non-technical person uh, in the tech industry. And uh, I started my career as uh, an in-house lawyer in France. I have a legal background. Uh, but when I moved to California eight years ago, I decided to explore the tech industry and... Um, I then started as a labeler. That's how I started my data operation journey. And um, this is how I learned about machine learning project and how the labeling work I was performing was linked to AI products. So I was very excited and interested into that. And so I went to uh, Google where I worked on data policies for various projects uh, from GDPR compliance to uh, many projects on user experience, such as for Google Shopping or even YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got hired by Amazon where I led labeling operation efforts for uh, various machine learning teams. I touched on a lot of different data types. This is where I touch on image, um, even 3D uh, videos and um, text and audio. And I learned really what data ops involves, uh, for instance, creating a data pipeline that was efficient not only in terms of cost and quality, but also in terms of speed. Um, I also learned how to work with various stakeholders from the product team, the marketing team, but also the engineering, of course, and data science teams uh, to the leadership level as well.
1: Good. Amazing. I think you have an amazing background. And that too, coming as a a non-technical person from an in-house, you being an in-house lawyer and from France and understanding the different challenges in the uh, GDPR and other things. I think it makes much more sense in the data labeling operations and the data labeling space to understand all that. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> let me let me put another question before we get into the real uh, uh, meat of our conversation or today's conversation. So could you provide some thoughts about these different upcoming AI advancements? In the current world. I know we keep hearing a lot of things happening nowadays with ChatGPT and all.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think like uh, it's a very hot topic right now. Um I think we should probably address here what's happening with uh Chat GPT and Bard and the other LLMs that have been released by Meta, but also like oh, many others in the past few weeks. Um What's interesting is that the world is waking up to the amazing impact that AI can have on our day today, right? Like this is the first time that you can feel that everyone feels involved in some ways. They have, everyone has an opinion, they get excited or they get scared about AI. It used to be a strange concept that people outside of the tech world would look at with some sort of distance. But now it feels like LinkedIn is exploding with first from technical and non-technical people on what is happening with uh, these LLMs. So the revolution was already there, but now everyone feels like this is happening to them as well. What I just want to highlight um, is that this is not magical, like you can see on some of the spots. Um, This is not like robots taking over uh, the world. Like you can see that also on some other uh, feeds. So this is truly like humans generating data feeding models. And this is completely public. This is not a, a secret. You can read articles about uh, Googlers that have been asked to actually annotate the data for BARD. And you can see also an article published by OpenAI where they literally say that they hired contractors from Upwork and Scale AI to provide mm-hmm. the data for chat GPT. So in my opinion, um, it's very important to be careful about the data right? Mm -hmm. Like to make sure that this is accurate and very high quality. So data operation roles will actually become more and more important in the upcoming months and years, just because this is what we do. We are the guardians of this data centric approach that can protect the quality of the data.
1: Right, right. No, I completely agree with what you said, uh, Audrey. I think uh, it's becoming much more interesting, not only for the tech world, the whole AI space as such, with the uh, like the entry of chat gpt or these large language models whether it is from bard or meta so it's mm-hmm. now opened up this whole new world of large language models even for the non tech world and how people interact with these uh, different large language models and like you rightfully mentioned data plays a very big role here and data operations specifically and that's where today's conversation also makes a little more interesting about hearing Mm -hmm. your perspectives coming back from uh, the background of GDPR and data quality and data uh, labeling and data ops. So maybe uh, let's take a quick break and then come back and get into our real uh, conversation of today's topic. Sure. All right, so now let's get started on our uh, real conversation. Today's topic, data ops and the role data ops plays in AI. So I would like to uh, ask you this question, Audrey. Data ops is a new role in AI ecosystem, right? The whole AI professional ecosystem. What do you think about the AI data-centric approach, uh, all this trending that's happening, thanks to Andrew Ng, I think, we, we, we are no maybe we can give a quick background on that
2: sure um so um basically we estimate that the cost of data can account for as much as 80 percent of the total total cost of developing an AI product right so it's it's truly really crucial uh that that it, it the data is right data operation works are in my opinion crucial to the success of any machine learning project, because their main focus is data quality. That's Mm -hmm. just what we do. Um, This is interesting that this is trending right now, thanks to uh, Andrew Eng, uh, who is the CEO of Lending AI. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is not new. Uh, uh, Having been in data operation for the past eight years, this is what my job has always been about. How to make sure that the data feeding the model is consistent and accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, But that said, I'm very glad that the word is out there that data quality is how the number one priority when creating a model. Um, And I hope this will stay the same as we enter a new AI acceleration phase with the explosion of chat GPT. Data quality should be more than ever the number one goal and for obvious reasons linked to responsible AI. um, We need to make sure that misinformation, for instance, is not going to flood the internet in the upcoming months or years. so yes, it's very important.
1: Awesome, awesome. I like I like uh, the way you have uh, put your thoughts. Maybe I have a follow up question on that, right? Like, what are the current uh, these different AI innovations that might be interesting for you or your company as such when you are talking about these uh, new AI innovations? Right.
2: So I think ChatGPT is also a revolution even for us at ML Twist. ML Twist is here to accelerate AI production by bridging pipelines between the different tools that are out there in the AI ecosystem. If you think about data labeling tools, data augmentation tools, all the way up to machine learning operation platforms, we want to connect and build a data flow that is going to be secure, but also will provide high quality data. And ShadGPT is a perfect source of data augmentation or synthetic data that could be used to start training a model. And um, by the way, we are currently testing, integrating with ChatGPT to provide pre-labeling for our own customers. So um, technically this is like a a revolution for us as well. And we at ml extract, load and transform the data to help it flow across the entire data ecosystem. So it makes sense that we are now trying to leverage um, ChatGPT as a new source of, of data.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I like uh, the aspect that you folks uh, from ML Twist are already working on these concepts and how you are also looking into how you can do this kind of uh, integration with ChatGPT and because this is going to be very crucial when we talk about the data ops uh, platform and uh, how do you handle these different uh, the GDPR related aspects of it. Uh, I, I know the the future is going to be exciting, and I believe. Uh, uh, yeah, we will we'll get into your some of your other experiences as well. Will as as our podcast progresses. Uh, before that, I think uh, maybe we'll take a quick break and then come back and get into the. I want to then later on go into the business problems that we are trying to address here, and then we can go a bit more into that.
2: Sounds
1: good. Welcome back. So we have had, so far, we have talked about uh, an introductory details about what we are going to discuss today. Now, I want to really get into the the aspect of the business problem that we are to, trying to address here. Like, uh, let's take a step back and see what are the typical challenges that are faced by the customers and how are you or why do you think that is a problem before even uh, uh, answering about uh, how you are answer how you are going to solve it but why do you think what are these typical challenges that are being faced by the different customers here coming from the data ops platform and why do you think that is a problem
2: sure um in my sense the problem um right now is the data pipeline any AI company um, needs to build an internal data pipeline that will connect to all the tools they need to do, you know, the annotations and, and, and train their model. Um, so either on the top of that, they have built an in-house data labeling tool, for instance, or they have a license to one. Mm-hmm. And the main problem is the data pipeline. It's all manual work nowadays when it's done in-house. Um, it's breaks all the time, it's hard to maintain, it's hard to scale. Um, It's taking also away the data scientists or the ingen- engineers working on it from the main focus um, that is building the model for the AI products. It is so complicated that when the time comes to add an additional tool because they needed to expand on the type of data annotation, for instance, um, they just don't want to do it. It's just too complicated to plug into a new tool, build an additional data pipeline, transform their data format into the right format accepted by this new tool get the data ingested into it and retransform it back into the format that they need for their own model this is truly a bottleneck uh to AI expansion
1: it yes I agree yes definitely I agree to that what you're saying so in that context you brought up a very uh, uh, very big business uh, problem, right? Or A very big, a, a, a typical challenge that uh, is faced by the customers, right? With, with these uh, data pipelines that we have. But we also see that there are quite a lot of data tools that are out there in the market to create these uh, different AI models that we are talking about, uh, whether it is starting from your data preparation and data management phase to building your uh, uh, machine learning, doing prototyping and building the machine learning models, and then finally mm-hmm. productizing that models by deploying it into a uh, uh, an application, and then monitoring them. Right. So we have there are there are a lot of data tools out in the market. So what do you think is lacking there?
2: Right. So. You can see, I'm sure you're aware of it, that this like AI ecosystem is overcrowded. There are like, literally hundreds of tools out there on the market. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in my sense, what's missing is a sense of unity. All of the tools that are there, from data labeling to synthetic data again, or MLOps platform, or many other tools that are doing sometimes all of it at the same time, um, they are not connected to each other in a way that could truly accelerate AI adoption across all verticals. They don't talk to each other. They are very mm-hmm. difficult to understand and even to assess for any AI company. And um, they work well on some parts, but not on other parts. Mm-hmm. So, um, ML Twist is just about that the pipes. Uh, we want to connect all the tools and create automated pipelines that will plug the right tools to create a workflow for each data type so that AI companies don't need to choose one single tool anymore. They can Mm -hmm. use as many tools as they need. um, And ML Twist will create automatically this uh, different workflow for each of their use cases so that they can get the high quality data they need to train their model.
1: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So what you anticipate or what, what, what ML Twist is doing, like similar to the few other companies as well, is that how holistically understanding the different tools that are, the data tools that are out there in the market and making sure that they do not run in siloed fashion, but, uh, and for the end customer, for the end user and the end customer or the developer who is implementing that, it's easier that they can handle all these this, these things together so that when you create these automated pipelines, it's easier for you to build your ML models uh, or even before building the models, doing the uh, delivering, uh, doing the data management, and then in some scenarios generating the synthetic data, building the models, and then deploying them. So, th- th- I think this is where, uh, yeah, I think I, I also li- like the name of the name name of the firm, ML Twist. The way you are <laughs> handling it is like twisting how you could connect all these different data tools and make it automated. Beautiful.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: So. Yeah, we are we are uh, getting into some interesting conversation here, right? Like we started with understanding uh, what are the AI innovations out there, how the data is getting GDPR data or data as such is playing a very important role. Then we went into the different customer challenges that they are out there, and now uh, now that we understood the customer challenges and we understand that there is this problem that is lacking in connecting all this i I want to now go a bit more into the solution that is provided right i think we will uh, uh from the standpoint of ml twist or from your experience i think you have huge experience working on these different data labeling operations we do not need to go into the uh confidentiality of the name of the customers or, uh, uh, but we don't need to reveal the name of the customer, but maybe I I want to take uh, this question a bit more and understand uh, if you could share an example of how you have used these different technologies in a typical customer scenario.
2: Right. Um, So one of our customers is working on different data types. So they have a project using images some others using text and some others using audio. Um, the beauty of ml is that we automatically pulls the data from the S3 bucket. Mm-hmm. We batch it out. We send it to the right labeling tool after having transformed the data into the tools accepted format. We connect the workforce to the labeling tool. And once the data has been labeled, we will transform the data back into the customer format and applies anomaly detection technology that we have developed on the data in the client's format, which is truly uh, a big difference to get the quality control on the data into the client's format. The customer is currently using three different tools for ML Twist, mm-hmm. and they did not have to assess any of them, did not have to select any of them or contract with any tool directly. Uh, they did not have to build the data pipeline and do any of, of the pre and post processing of the data. And in my sense, this is revolutionary. Um, and thanks to that, this uh, particular customer who needed to deliver a model within three months was able to deliver it within two months, which clearly gave them a clear advantage to their competitors.
1: Beautiful. So yeah, that is amazing to know that there are three different tools, but um, you don't even need to worry about what the different tools that you have because like you explained, this customer has different data types starting from image to text and audio, and where your MLT's platform is pulling all these from these different data tools and creating the automated pipeline and the customer is directly using this. And obviously, it is good to know that if you could deliver it and reduced time for the customer, obviously, I think uh, that's a big win-win uh, for the customer as well as for ML Twist. Uh So going on that aspect, now, I know that, yes, you have we have these different data tools and you have used these uh, so irrespective of what kind of data tool the end user or the end customer is using you have the ml twist platform that is connecting all these different data tools and then automating the pipeline and then delivering it but now how do i know as an end as an end user or the end customer for me at the end of the day i know so we we when we talk about machine learning and predictive analytics we do not expect 100% accuracy because there is no 100% accuracy in the world obviously there mm-hmm. is going to be some kind of uh, 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 we, we uh, see that is where the human in the loop comes into picture but before getting there what how do you evaluate the effectiveness of the technology that you are using because that is where the customers would want to know, right? Like, okay, I'm using this platform. Yeah, I have different tools, but I'm using this platform as well, where it is connecting all this. How do you? Can you sp- a few uh, speak a few words about that?
2: Sure. Um. So we evaluate ourselves on quality, speed, and cost. Typically, um, our customers have already, uh, when they come to Mtwist, they have already built their own data labeling pipeline or overall data pipeline internally. And they have um, um, a really big struggle to scale it or to just maintain it because it keeps breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, they then decide to uh, assess our technology and compare the quality and speed of what um, they currently have or think that they could have with increased investment. And thanks to using our pre-built integrations, our customers save at least 50% of the cost and also see their quality increase along with their speed. Um, but really, in the end, what matters is uh, the performance of the model. And uh, we have a true impact on it, thanks to um those uh, three KPIs that we have in mind, which is quality, speed, and cost.
1: Beautiful. That's- so I think I like, I like uh, the way you have brought it up. Uh, the- three kpis right like speed quality and cost i agree that these are one of those three very important kpis for a end user or the customer to evaluate the effectiveness of your tool uh, whether it is the tool or the platform or what you are talking about so now let's go to that uh, that uh, big question which i constantly ask my guests who come on the on my podcast uh, which is where i think uh, end of the day, all 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 it goes down to is how, uh, the million dollar question. I would say, how do you make money, right? Like, what <laughs> is the what is the differentiation? Uh, you, how do you differentiate yourself with the competition?
2: So we have several differentiators, including our automated quality control uh, that I mentioned earlier and our proprietary pipeline technology. That said, I think that our biggest differentiator is that we are fully transparent. Our customers have full access to every third party technology and every labeling workforce that will be brought in. Imagine having complete access to the AI ecosystem that is tied together into one single platform. That's that's MN
1: Twist. Awesome. So that is where I think, uh, the, yeah, making it completely transparent for the end user or the end customer, how do you connect all this and make it available uh, when you're working on all this labeling workforce? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's going to be a great differentiator when you uh, talk about these crowded uh, data tools or data marketing, the the, the data ops platforms out there. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the detailed uh, answer. Uh, I know we have discussed quite a bit. Uh, Let us take a quick break. I want the audience to digest this a bit and then we come back and do our (laughs) closing remarks and key takeaways. Sure. Welcome back. We have been having some interesting conversation. We talked about the different aspects of data labeling and the importance of data lab, uh, data ops in this whole space. And then uh, we also talked about the different challenges and the business problems and how do we address those. We took the example of ML Twist, how they are doing. So maybe, uh, first I would like to thank you, uh, Audrey, uh, for sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, Additionally, I think if you, if you can provide some uh, uh, key takeaways and closing remarks and any additional references that you would like to provide, that will be helpful. Uh, so and, and, and also, maybe you could also top it off by providing some remarks or some thoughts about what do you see as the future of AI and its applications coming from the GDPR and from the data aspect of.
2: Sure, uh, so thanks for having me, Ragu. It was really a pleasure discussing with you today. Um, data quality, as I mentioned several times already is our main focus and making sure that AI companies get fast and easy access to the tools they need to get high quality data, this is our mission at MLTwiz. That said, um, data quality is also impacted by the composition of the teams working on a model. There is growing evidence to suggest that improving gender equality in AI can lead to better model performance. Um, there is a survey conducted by the AI Now Institute in 2019 uh, that found that diverse teams, including teams with gender diversity, produced AI systems that were more accurate and less biased than homogeneous teams. So, in my sense, I think I want to close uh, that discussion by um, saying that we that we need to work on more accessibility to AI tools but also need to work on bringing more diversity uh, within the tech industry.
1: Beautiful, I completely agree with you uh, Audrey. I've also had some quite a lot of different numerous conversations where we talked about and I also have put some blogs on this uh, data bias, right? The data bias happens in different stages starting from your exactly. uh, uh, data sampling bias from the data Uh, creation of the data sets and also even during the functionality even the model building stage and also when you're building a function when you're adding functionality so the data bias happens at different stages and you rightfully mentioned that we definitely need to work on that uh, uh, and have a better uh, so yeah that's a very good thought for the future and thank you for your time
2: right thank you so much
0: All right. So that concludes our discussion on data labeling operations in the context of AI. So let us now wrap up this podcast number 48. I hope you found this episode informative and gained some valuable insights into this critical process of AI development. You would first like to take a moment to thank our guest, Audrey Smith, for sharing her valuable expertise and knowledge on the topic. It was truly enlightening to hear the perspective of Audrey and learn from her experiences and also from Emmanuel. I would also like to thank our host Ragu Banda in steering this fascinating conversation of Beta Libley hops uh, along with our guest speaker Audrey Smith. As always you can send feedback the various different channels that we have, you can directly reach out to uh, extractai.com xtrawhere.com, and provide the feedback, Dave. You can also, if you have any additional questions, you can directly reach out to the guest Audrey Smith, since she will be tagged on the LinkedIn post by the host Ragubanda. Alternatively, you can also reach out to the host Ragubanda on his LinkedIn handle Ragubanda or on his Twitter handle, hot and There's a wealth of other AI podcasts that you could go and listen in on any of the podcast platforms out there. And you can find all this information as well on the website, extraai.com, dot com. Finally, I would want to thank you, the audience, listeners, for tuning into Extra AI Podcast. Without your support, this podcast would not be possible. We hope that you found this episode informative and insightful. Remember to stay tuned for our next episode as we continue to explore the exciting world of artificial intelligence. Thank you for listening, and until next time, have a great day. Happy predicting the future with AI technologies. Bye-bye now.